0: welcome guys and welcome to heavy metal tones you might hear i'm sound a bit snuffly i apologize guys i'm not actually really sick i just had uh my booster shot for the pfizer vaccine to do my bit for the world and um yesterday morning and it's really thrown me about so if i sound a bit off i really am very sorry guys Uh, anyway uh uh, you know here's my bit for the nation and for the world, go and get jabbed, please. That's my public announcement broadcast for you. Anyway, so this week's episode is about um, the last gig I just went to on uh, Saturday night, the 13th of November, 2021. So we'll date that a bit. Um, it was Witch Skull uh, at the basement here in Canberra, uh, supported by BC and Charlotte and the Harlots. Uh, Firstly, let's just talk about um, the basement um, uh, first, uh, and then we'll get into the bands. So uh, you've heard me mention on this podcast numerous times about my love of the basement. So the reason that I enjoy that environment so much, it's like a home from home for me. I go there, um, and I'm instantly calm and at peace. I don't have to pretend, I don't have to um show off, I don't have to be the big I am or any not that I do that anyway, but um I just people just accept me. If I'm wearing a a Venom jacket, well they're gonna go, Yeah man, how cool. They're not judging me. You know, it's a really good environment. And every time I go there and Nick and Nick the owners are there and um people I know all the time are there uh, and it's just you, you see the same faces you see new faces but you see the same faces and that's a really comforting thing a for the music scene but b for um yourself in personal you know just it's nice to be known like cheers everyone knows your name sort of thing um and at this time round uh i had a bit of you know my normal gigging partner of late benji it was not well sadly um I had a spare ticket, and Dave, who I gig with many, many times before, uh, uh, but he's often very busy, he's got a young family. Uh, I was like, well, okay, i see if Dave wants to come. And uh, he'd never seen Witch Skull before, so he was a Witch Skull virgin. And I think it blew his mind, personally. He had a really good time. Um, you know, that's another thing about great gigs, isn't it? Great gigs... You remember them? It's just like moments in your life. We you go, "Ah, oh, jeez, I remember that. That was an amazing moment." And I'm going to recant it. I asked Dave if I could say it, and he said he was okay. But um, we were at Soundwave. Now I can't tell you how many years ago. I think it might have been seven, eight years ago. Anyway, one of the one of the uh, really good lineups, and they said um, said Dragon Force on the lineup. And you could do a meet-and-greet. Now, Dave is a huge Dragon Force fan, absolutely loves them. His uh, son got him a uh, cameo uh, video message for his birthday from Herman Lee and they say it was very moving. Uh, he loves them. Um, I like them as well. I've got to say I really hate the last album, but anyway, that's by the by. Same with Ghost. Ghost, I think we're on the same lineup. They may have been. Anyway. That was early ghost, good ghost. Anyway, so Dave being Dave, he's not a uniform kind of guy. He'll wear what he wants to wear. He's fine, man. But he wore this sort of blue flannelette, I think it's blue. Now, I'm sorry, Dave, I got that wrong. But it was a flannelette sun hat, you know, one of those sort of um, beach hats. Uh, (laughs) And... He's in the gig and he's he's at the front and he's moving around. We're getting jostled and he's enjoying the show. It was quite hot, I remember, because my wife and Dave's daughter also came along. Well, under the trees in the in the shade and we're getting going. Anyway, uh, oh no, that was Ghost. Apologize, I'm getting sidetracked, but they were there. Anyway, we went and did a meet and greet um, that same day, and you could, you know you paid your money and you shuffled in and you couldn't say much you just shuffled up to the band handed over what you're getting signed I got a ticket signed Dave had other things it was getting signed and um, Herman Lee and the guitarist they look up sorry and the lead singer they look up and there's Dave and his flannelette bucket hat and they just went nudged each other and all the band looked up and Herman goes look the hat so <laughs> they'd obviously seen it in the crowd and it amused them and i love that moment because now forever ever ever dave has got that moment where his favorite man in all the world said recognized him and went the hat unbelievable and you know what we giggled dave walked away 10 feet tall off the ground it was it was brilliant anyway that's what sort of that's the kind of gig experience i like you know in the basement you turn up it's in a in, dust part of the town tucked away um you know it's got you go in through the restaurant chompies and you can see the pool tables and then you go through into the uh, gig and you know the restaurant has great food i had a great burger there and chips with dave it was fantastic they have good beer and then you go in and you've got now i mean when i first went there it was half the size and it, the banners were hand painted on the back of the stage and now they've got a big digital display for the band and it's it's wider, it's longer, it's um you know there's more selection on the bar. Uh anyway, that is just brilliant. It's you know its guitars all signed on the walls and hanging from the ceiling. For me it's um I, I grew up in London going to places like the Marquee and the Hope and Anchor and uh, and and the, the um Town and Country Club and the Astoria. So, any of you English people, listen. These sort of venues back in the late '80s or mid '80s and early '90s, when they were really dingy, dirty places, where you know rock and roll lives. If you want to, if you ever want to breed the uh, the spirit of rock and roll, if you ever need the DNA of it, it's not in a big stadium. It's not in a massive festival. It's in some dirty, dark club where the back room's got graffiti all over the walls, it stinks, so you piss, sorry people, you know, it smells like a stale beer and the floors are sticky. Now, I'm not saying that the basement is that, it doesn't. It's No, it's not. It's a little bit above that. It's not quite like that, but it has that DNA and it. it's, it's, it's built into it. It's what's important about the, that particular place. And it's really important that uh, Nick and Mick um, have have rescued it sort of because it would probably just disappear and they've you know re-logoed and they've got a passion for it which is just wonderful and it gives me a sense of 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 warmth of well-being that i know that this particular place is in the hands of 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 loving people who are going to nurture it and not just rob you for every dollar that comes through the door and not just put on any shitty old band they put on all sorts of stuff man it's known for heavy metal, but they do all sorts of cover bands. I've been to some fantastic Blondie cover acts there and, and, and you know, um, Misfits and the Ramon cover bands. It was just, it's just yeah, really good. Anyway, so, enter the first night, comes the first band, BC. Really interesting. Now, I've not done my research as I'm not feeling very well for this particular band. So, guys, if you're listening, it's not because I don't care, it's just i need to sort of conserve my energy a bit but bc two bass players no guitarists two bass players and a drummer um really funky i mean i'm a bass player so you know it's sort of interested me there were times when it was like oh my god i could do with a some high end here it's all bottom end but it but you know it it was it people got up and they moved um i went on the second night it was at the was they played over two nights, the Friday and the Saturday. I think the Friday had more of a crowd. Saturday nights wasn't as busy, but the weather was shit, honest with you. Anyway, so they were good. They, again, 40 minutes set. Um, nothing memorable, but nothing outrageously awful either. Um, think about which skull. I was talking to the band, and they like to have on their venue, on their um, support bands, completely different genres. They like turn... The bass player said, Do you really want to have three heavy, dirty bands? You can be in the mood for it, but it doesn't give the support act any difference. It just mushes into one. Um, and then the second band, uh, now fun is an understatement, with this guy is really fun. Um, a band called Charlotte and the Harlots, uh, the female fronted guitarist, she plays a 12 string Dan Electric. I think it was that electric? It was a twelve string, anyway. Um, and they do, you know, fun pop punky, soft metally stuff. They did Ramones cover and a couple other covers. The band, the, the fans got into it. They move around the stage. They throw some shapes. It's actually really, really, really enjoyable. um I thought. Uh, I mean, why didn't? Again, you know, you got to sp- as you get my age, you got to spread your night out a bit. So I sort of sat down a bit at the back for that one. No disrespect for you, Charlotte and Harlots, if you're listening. Brilliant keep going oh, i the, the scene needs more of people like you uh, around um just to give spark um that fire of rock and roll in people's hearts um again what is my tap tap sorry you come for this wonderful experience do not you anyway <laughs> um, keyboards so yes so um that's that's the basement in whole i mean i wish i could I first went there phew, over 11 years ago and I saw Paul Um and me and Dave got a photograph with him um, and we both looked lovely and younger then. Uh, it was a great night because it was Paul Diano, fuck, fact, why wouldn't it be? Yes, he butchered the music and yes, he can't sing. And as Paul, another friend of ours, has left. I don't care. It was just being within feet of rock and roll royalty, you know, um, the DNA, the greatest band of the last, uh, you know, heavy metal band anyway, sorry, ever. So it, it it was, it had to be there, you know, really. Saw him twice there, amazing. I've been to some very small gigs. I went and saw Reckless Eric there and there was about five of us. Brilliant, that was absolutely Brilliant. I've been and saw Hugh Cornwell there that was rammed. We saw Dragon Force there. Didn't like that that particular... It was 380 people, um, Nikki was telling me at that gig. The trouble with that is, it it just... Because of the size they are, the fans came and then they didn't respect the venue, I didn't feel. There was lots of pushing and shoving and punching and idiots. And I'm going to shoot myself in the foot here by saying this because a lot of Canberians listen to my podcast, but it was what public servants think... Going to a heavy metal concert is yeah um you've got to learn I'm not saying that everyone should um be the same, but there's respect you know there's respect in rock and roll there's respect in the audience if you're if you look at the audience and it's all full of eighteen year olds punch away whatever you want but don't do it when you you know that the demographic is slightly older, particularly here in Canberra and particularly at the basement. Actually, it does have some really, really big gigs. Um, and they sell out like, you know, screaming jets. Apparently you couldn't get in, um, you know, so there are amazing um, band, uh, you know, t- times to be that way. But what for that one? Anyway, again, I'm not reviewing that gig. I'm reviewing which skull. So um, I'm going to, go and get myself some lemon tea this time guys A lemon tea with a bit of honey um and rock and roll baby and i'll be back and then we'll, we'll have a chat about the band and we'll talk about the gig um anyway i will see you on the other side bye guys Welcome back, guys. Lemon on. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not going to tell you what I'm wearing, if you don't know what I'm wearing. Um, <laughs> just my dressing gown. I'm just not feeling great. Um, anyway, Russell, Russell, set list, set list. I collect set lists. So if you ever see me at a gig, if you ever come up to see me at a gig and you're at the front with me, um, you tough tits. That set list is mine. I get them and I date them. Nerd. Uh, because then I, I slip it in with one of the records, maybe, because then I look back and I go, ah oh, yeah, that was a gig, that was a date, that's what they played, and I can reminisce in my own little space, right? Um, it's also just the ephemera. As I mentioned before in other podcasts, I love rock and roll ephemera, you know? Here's what it is. Anyway, so Witch Skull. Uh, for those international listeners and those home listeners who don't know who they are, Shame on you. Um, anyway, they are a three-piece band formed in Canberra from the ashes of several other bands like um, the wonderful and amazing, and please go and check them out in the early stuff, Armored Angel Armored Angel, um, and Under Oath, uh, and, and, and other projects, but they're the two main ones. You have Tony, I'm going to butcher your name, Tone. I'm so sorry, Mahone on bass from America, typical bass player reefer me giant of a man full of fun full of life full of stories man the stories he was telling us and dave about his times at cbgb's in new york and getting into early african uh electro like me when i was youth we had very similar people um uh just amazing and you know he's like all the great bass players he's like um John Ed Twistle and uh, Chris Squire. He holds the bass like it's a twig. You know, just brilliant. And on stage, you can't take your eyes off him sometimes. You just can't. It just, he demands his side of the stage so well. Um, and then on drums, you've got Joel Green. Now, there's a drummer and a half, right? Again, you don't play as long as these guys have been playing. And they've, I mean, I mean I'm talking about these guys have been playing for 30-odd years um Joel Green, what a what a drummer, right? He doesn't have a giant eighteen piece behemoth of a drum kit. He doesn't need it. He just doesn't need it. He's got such skills on those skins, but he brings a sound to the music that and I'll get to the music in a minute, that just is great. He hides away, he's not a he's not a um, extrovert drummer. He just gets on and does his thing. But what he brings to the band is Pure something goodness. And then you've got on guitars and vocals. Now, here's a guy, Marcus, Marcus Di Pasquale. Um, he's a little flying V. He's always moving. He's always throwing shapes. He doesn't th- play million note solos. This music doesn't need that. He is crunching, aggressive, melodic, and he's um, an inventive. And his vocals are, they are... Again, I'm going to get back to that in a second. We'll talk about the music in a second. But he is one of the most underrated guitarists, vocalists on the planet, I think. Um, we're very lucky to have the, to be little Canberra to have this band as their leading light of the metal scene in Canberra. We are very, very lucky. Very lucky indeed. Anyway. Um, sorry, I'm getting too close to the mic because I'm... Um, so... It was a it's a thirteen song, fourteen song lineup this night, um with a new song chucked in and a new cover version. So describe their music, Tony. Why do I describe it? So they are they call themselves a new wave of British heavy metal band mixed with doom. I would call them more of a doom band with a hint of new new album and a hint of thrash. But not even that really I think they're just almost stoner doom um, and I think the, the bands would appreciate that um, they make uh, think of think of candle mass and uh, black Sabbath and cathedral and um, Saint Vitus and squeeze them together and this is what you get Truly, i'm not saying this because i know the guys i'm genuinely saying this from the bottom of my heart these are the this is the greatest doom band on the planet you could put them on in any lineup guys any fucking lineup on any major it's a, it's a crime that they're not headlining major venues they know that They've had management issues in the past and not been... Like I said to them majors ago, why weren't they supporting Sabbath at a final tour? They should have been. They were number one on the doom charts all over the world for the album, the, uh, one of the uh, second album, Coven's Will. But no, they weren't. It happens. That's the way it is. They're happy where they are. Good on them. I still think they've got potential to be bigger. So they've released three albums, The Vast Electric Dark coven's will and the latest one uh, driftwood cross it says it all really the lyrics are mystic mystical their music is trance like i have the worst sore neck this morning and it's, i love it i don't care it's part of it it's a bangover. over it's what i get um as dave said you know uh, make sure you put your chiropractor on edge and money i could i can't help myself it's like when i see killing joke I get into a trance, I don't know the gig is finished, I don't even know I'm, I'm there, it's the same with this, with them, I just get into this rhythmic, powerful, non-stop trance, because their music isn't structured in a way, chorus verse, chorus, blah blah, get on rock and roll, it's, it's almost, and this is going to sound weird guys when I say this, but it's almost like cyclical, like um uh, um the sound of, um. Uh, the Didgeridoo, if I hear it overseas, guys, if you don't know what the Didgeridoo sounds like, it's an um, Aboriginal musical instrument, uh, wooden instrument, and it's used with circular breathing, as a circular motion, woo, 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 sort of sound, tribalistic, and this is what um, I get from 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 the, these guys. Um, anyway, so they come on, they got this show, it's straight, well, bang, hit the mic again, straightforward. Now you have several songs from several of their albums you've got raven so i'm gonna give you the i'm gonna give you the set list so we had raven baphomet we had snake um now um bear with me i'm so sorry i'm gonna pause that they've just put the they've just put the abbreviated terms on the set list i'm not thinking straight give me a moment i'm gonna come back and i'll give you the full names Okay, I'm sorry, I'm back now. I, I know these songs off the top of my head, but because I'm not feeling great, sorry. Uh, it was just here uh, somewhere. somewhere. Um, so Raven, Baphomet's Child, Son of the Snake, Red Altar, Black Cathedrals, Nero Order, Silent Place, Va- uh, Vast Electric Dark, Winter. No, for some reason my brain won't let me know what that one is, but you know, they can tell me it'd be great. A new song, which was Sun Carver, which was... Really, bloody hell! That that was just. I'll get to that in a second. And then, and then, Breathe, uh, breathing blue light, which is my favourite song of theirs. Uh, and then, of course, they did the um, they did they did the cover as a uh, uh, encore for um, ACDC's um, Sin City, which is brilliant. Anyway, so each one of those songs could break your neck if you're not sure if you're not careful the rhythmic moments in them is so beautiful and so encapsulated in each song they they don't just drag it out they they're very clever musicians so they'll play you know two minutes a minute 30 seconds of a really good heavy rocking heavy metal riff like and chugging along and then like typical good doom it's quite dirgy and you just can get into a good rhythm um, highlights for me of course I think was hitting a new song Sun Carver I'm always going to be wow when you're there for a new song a band is working new material it's always an exciting experience um, I was there when at Black Sabbath uh, with the Tony Martin um, Headless Cross tour we're working some stuff for TYR so amazing um, you know uh, uh, Silent New Order pff, Amazing. Black Cathedrals. It's you couldn't. It's difficult to say if you could really. Their work is so um there's only three album for as I said, three albums. So you can could you play the whole lot of yeah you could, but you'd be there all night. Their songs are they sit around the um six to seven minute. Um I'm gonna check that right now, guys. Six to seven minute sort of uh, running times, um, and um, where are we? Come on, yeah. This sort because of, the albums stretch out at sort of thirty eight minutes, thirty two seconds long. So and there's only you know a handful of songs on each album, so they sort of sit around the five to six minute mark, and uh, and so it's just not time for you really get you into your teeth into it. Um, anyway. Uh, i've seen them now more times than i can remember uh, every single time a uh, big tone on bass will come up and have a chat uh he's again uh so will joel uh marcus is a bit quieter but that's marcus that's he's that's his character he's so full of energy that when i think when he finishes off stage he just needs to sit down and drink or have a smoke or whatever he's doing um you know quietly to himself. Um, uh, but that's another thing about Beautiful at like the Basement. It's, you know that they come off stage and they walk around and you chat to them? There's no hero worship. Of course there is hero worship. <laughs> but there's no um, pretense, no barriers. And uh, and that's how rock and roll should be. You know, the pistols often would come off stage and walk around and the, talk to the audience. Um, all the bands that I've ever loved have done that. Obviously, not the, you know, the giant Iron Maidens and the Sabbaths and the Purples of this world. And of course, they're not going to. But, the, but they would have done it one time before the constraints of being famous, really big. Um, I'm sorry that I'm not the most uh, eloquent today. As I said, I feel quite rough. Um, but yeah, look, for those out there overseas and those in this country here, uh, please make an effort. You can stream their... The last two albums on Spotify. It's not the first one's not on there, which is a crime. Um, you can buy copies of it now, bit um, very overpriced. Uh, what I mean, I don't mean that because it's worth every dollar. It's on it, but the band would say to them, they're not going to make any extra from that. If someone sells you that vinyl for two hundred dollars, that band's not getting the band's not getting any dollars from that. That's what I mean by that. When I say overpriced, it's it's a wonderful album. That's not what I meant. What I mean is try and get it at a reasonable cost because and from someone legitimate then the band will get some dollars from it uh, I don't think you will it was released in 2015 and there's not many copies I have my black and red vinyl copy and I adore it um, hands off but people please go and check them out their merch is amazing there is a DVD coming out with them live at the um, um, Polish club uh, which I went to amazing second night fireworks it was just it was just brilliant Um, hopefully that will come out soon and you'll get to see them youtube them you can go to see them on youtube their live shows and their brilliant videos um you can buy from their merch from them and uh this i mean i've got so many shirts in fact guys i accidentally bought another one of the same shirt in size medium Anyone out there, and I mean anyone who's a medium who would like a witch skull sh- shirt please, I'm happy to send it to you. I mean anywhere in the world, just contact me at um heavymetaltones at gmail.com. It's heavymetaltones at gmail.com and I will happily post it to you. Um because hey, I'd love to spread the word. Um and I mean anywhere, any of the strangest corners of the planet, and I have people listen to me on every continent. So if you want one, um be my guest. The band got the money, which is what all I worry about. And then we could <laughs> pardon me. We can spread the word around a bit. Um my tea is going a bit cold. One second, I'm just gonna take a sip. I should be back in a second. Thanks guys. No one wants to hear an old man sipping on lemon tea. Or well, if they do, it's a completely different niche podcast and I'm not involved in that one. Um anyway. Uh what's coming up next? So we're coming into the December months. I'm going to do, hopefully, I'm thinking of doing a thing called The Seven Dates of Noel, uh, which is the Christmas week. I'm hoping to do a 10-minute episode for seven days. Uh, You might hate it. You might like it. I don't know. I'm going to try and record them all in advance. Uh, If you have any ideas of what you'd like me to to talk about in those seven dates, um, let me know. Otherwise, uh, like all of this that channel, it's quite uh, fluid. It might change. It might be different. Um, I'm going to be doing, hopefully my a guest next week, but I'm doing Lord Weird Slough Egg next week, guys. A little one for you, do some homework. They're now called Slough Egg. They're originally called Lord Weird Self, Slough Egg. They write amazing uh, experimental progressive metal concept albums. Um, gamers love them. Gamers know them. I'm, I'm not a gamer, but Benji, was a big gamer, um, got onto them, loves them. Um, and uh, I said I'd do it because he want, I think he wants to come on and have a chat about them. Uh, and uh, it will open the mind of people who don't know about them. You might enjoy it, you might not. Hey, you know, like the Venom episode, like the Olande episode, like the Sabaton episode. If you've never heard these albums... They don't, if you've got, if you're paying for a streaming service, what's it costing you to give it a go? Thirty odd minutes of your time. You know, if you've spent thirty minutes listening to this old geezer chatting away, then uh, it's not a bad thing to do, is it? To, to to give a few cents to these people, and a lot of these bands. And I've got bands I listen to on Spotify that have like twenty listeners. Right? Um, uh, and Dave was telling me, you know, he's a Patreon member of a band in America that uh, has very few um, followers. But what it does have is an amazing business plan with its Patreon. Free shirts at the top level, free shirts so year, CDs, video calls, interviews, live shows streamed because they couldn't go out because of COVID. Um, brilliant concept. So this is the thing about music, isn't it? So I'm rambling, but, and it's not about the gig, but this is what Witch Skull do as well. So this is, it all does link back they're very proactive, you know, going out there and getting gigs. They played at the height of lockdown when we everyone to sit down. I didn't go to that gig because I couldn't. Unfortunately, I was um, I had a, a, other plans, but sitting down and playing to an audience that really is hard to' It's not sitting down and listening to which goal is is like swimming with your wellies on or um, uh, I don't know, it's just not not right, is it It's just stupid, you know it makes no sense um but it is what rock and roll is it has to survive it has to mutate and thank you for, the hand, thanks for the patronage of of um Mick and Nick Bergerson and if i've mis- if i've mispronounced your name i am so sorry guys again i'm really bad with names um they've really i love those two guys i really do they're full of passion and they've saved not that you know this wasn't going but they've they've revitalized one of the world's most important music venues. Now I don't care what you say. Yes. I I look I remember the marquee very vividly. It is no longer there anymore. I went back to England 10 years ago and it's gone. It's gone. No marquee. How how ridiculous is that? Now that should have a blue plaque and that should be saved by the government. But no, it's not there anymore. It's just ridiculous. Do you think of the bands that went through that 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 venue? unsigned and signed maiden you know the pistols you know the damned i mean I'm, I'm just pulling out of my head here metallica my good friend crazy mix or metallica unsigned or just signed at the marquee early 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 metallica crazy and it's not there now it's lost and that, I think that's really, really sad. It's the same with the Astoria. Astoria, yeah, what a great place. That Two Level used to be a cinema, turn into a music venue. I saw some amazing... I used to go to a, a gig. Uh, I used to get in because I was too young. I wasn't 18. I used to have fake ID and get in to every Friday. Or I think it might be the first Friday or like first Monday of the month. I um, thing called The Web, which was a heavy metal, heavy rock disco. And some of the sights I saw there, guys, and make it. If I wasn't grey then, I should have been. But it was an amazing place to go. All right, and uh, you know that's not really there anymore now either. You know the 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 of Odeon is now has a different name. The the town and country club is completely something different. The CBGBs in America is gone. It, 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 you know, all for the. Um, all for the for the love of, of modernity you know moving forward we don't rock and rolls dead we don't need places to play rock and roll we need places to plug our our, our uh, you know our decks in to scratch them and some CD players and some mixing and I don't we don't need I'm not saying that that's not music because it is music and people love it and they move to it and that's important it's just not what I consider music. And that's the way it is personally. And so those venues die, but in the hands of Mick and Nick they're not they're, they're alive. And not just Mick and Nick but all the people that work here, all the people who work in the bar, booking on the sound, in the food, the the, the punters like you and me that turn up to these venues, the bands that to take a chance, the international acts that come and play in these small venues so they can get their you know their their, their land legs doing in the country they're touring. I saw Venom ink there. My God, you know a life-changing moment. I had desperately wanted to see Venom in any form since I was fifteen. I am forty-eight now, so that was a wonderful. And they're coming back. Hopefully, COVID available next year. Now, look, I've rambled because I am not feeling great. Um, the final word on this was: which go live at the basement? Amazing. Never lets you down. Every moment of that gig was wonderful. Everyone at the front row. Everyone that headbanged with me. Everyone that I got flicked. I mean, poor Dave. I flicked him in the arm hair a few times. Um, you know, it's just that moment when someone you know puts their arm around your shoulder and you just start to headbang together over the barrier. And you just—it's like that. It's just you just you're one with 200 people all there for the same reason. All to just love the music, feel the music, adore the people playing it, admire the people playing it. And and really, let's be honest with you, fantasising that it's you playing it. Because we've all been there, I do, every single day. When I put on Spotify and I'm on the bus and I close my eyes, a lot of the time, I'm playing that guitar solo. I'm singing that, that vocal line. I'm playing that drum piece. I'm on that bass. I am. I am a fantasist. That's what we are, and that's who I am, but it gives me joy, and I'm sure you're not the only one. I'm not the only one that does that. Man, I was that hero. I had that tennis racket. I even drew on the tennis racket frets and strings and dots so I could pretend and practice and play along. I had drum kits made out of um, pillowcases, and I used um, my uh, mum's knitting needles, pillows and, and things. You know, a uh, hairbrush in front of a mirror. It's not the uh, it's not the purview of 13-year-old girls playing along to Madonna. We've all done it, okay? I'm not, I'm not, I'm proud to say that. And I'm, do you know what? Uh, now and again, when I'm playing music at home, I'll get my bass out and I will play along, not plugged in and not always the right notes, but I'm there and it gives me joy. Okay, guys? So, long, talk short brilliant gig shame benji wasn't there i miss him but dave again great great person to be with you're all wonderful people um it was good to see all the faces and uh matt if you're listening in Burua, what are you doing man i c- get down here soon we need to gig hard together i will be at your place we will have a rock and roll day and we will have some beers um matt if anyone doesn't know is uh it's probably the biggest I'm made nut I've ever met, and uh, one of life's true, true gentlemen and a brother in arms. Anyway, that's me. I've gone on too long. Uh, take it easy, and I, hopefully, when I talk to you soon, I'll be out of this malaise. Uh, my voice won't sound as sexy, but anyway, it never does. <laughs> um, rock and roll, guys. Talk to you next week.